0: Hello, this is going to be a little bit different. You've seen us interview players, you've seen us interview owners, but you ain't ever seen us interview a manager. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the former crew manager, and a man who has some of the greatest stories in football, David Dartell. It's the lower league look, it's the lower league look, it's the lower league look. It's the lower league look. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Clap, by the way, is something we did on week one and it's stuck with just a random clap to start of the episode. So we don't we don't know why we do it. But guys, we're back. It's week this is episode 13 Grant, of season two. So we're here, guys. Uh welcome back, as you can see. Chris has special changed one, it's Chris. Chris has changed again. Um and we, we have with us joining us today. How do we call you Dave? Do we call you David? What do you prefer? Big D?
2: <laughs> certainly not Big D, no. yeah. it's not, it's got probably different connotations somewhere yeah. for someone, um, David will do,
1: David'll do. Uh, David will do, we're joined by uh, former crew manager David Artell joining us tonight and we're going to have a little bit of a chat about League 2 We're going to talk about his career, we're going to talk about hopefully what, you know, where he sees himself going next, Grant you're excited aren't you? I'm excited, I am very excited,
0: it's going to be another good one it's I'm be
1: good happy to be back recording again. Who'd have thought it? Two interviews in a row. I know we we, we used to record weekly, and then we kind of got bored of it. Um, so we, we we decided to just keep it to specials and like when we have people on. So yeah, we're here. We uh we, we're good to go. So let's let's just jump right in. What have you been doing yourself?
2: Um, I've been, I have been busy. Not as busy as being in a full time job, obviously, but I've been busy. I've been. Um, Visiting lots of football clubs, watching other people. I've done a rather comprehensive document uh, about my methodology and what I do and what I don't do and profiling players so that I can go into a football club and say, right, this is how I've had success. This is how I know I can get success. That's not me to say that it's the be-all and end-all. It's obviously if it's a different formation and different players and different skill sets, but you can amend what I've sort of reflected on and what I've done. um, So that, you know, it it shows that I'm I'm hopefully know what I'm on about.
1: It's all right. We've been doing this for a year and we don't know what we're on about. We just wing it. Um, So taking that then from what you've just said there, you're ready to jump back in. You're ready to, to get straight back in. Is there any how does it work when you're looking for a job do I'm guessing obviously the higher up the chain you get the Premier League you know like the, the top end managers you they don't go out looking for work you know work comes to them is it how different is it for you are you contacting clubs yourself or do, do clubs generally come and ask to speak to you
2: I think um, both has happened um, mm. so you know clubs have phoned to me and said we need a new manager um we'd like to speak to you in, in other instances. I put my C V in and, and they've then contacted me or not, as the case may be. Um you know, so I think there's there's no sort of sort of hard and fast rules about recruitment of football managers. Um I think it certainly helps to know people. Without a shadow of a doubt there's there's it's certainly um not always what you know. It's yeah. very much a case of, of who you know, um, and, and in, in my experience, and like I say, I've, only, I've, I've got to forty-one, and it's the first time I've been out of work. So the last six months has all been new to me. Um, but I certainly feel uh, that you need to know people, and, yeah. you know, and, and networking is important. So um, I think that that goes a long way, as well as what you can do for. A football club, a football team, and, and what what your vision is. So I think uh, there's uh, there's lots lots of ways to, to go about it. I think, um, and then you hopefully you get you get a, a good club at the right time that's a good fit for you, and that's I suppose that's the next step.
1: I think I think for you the. the what's unusual and we kind of spoke about this before we came on we spoke about sort of first time managers coming into roles and you find you know some are going to be successful some some aren't but for a manager to take on a first time role and be at a club for five years in that first time role that doesn't happen it's very very rare that that happens but you were you were at crew from 2017 to to earlier this year like how did you first of all how how did you end up at crew how did that opportunity come about and, yeah, you you, well, well, you basically did really well. Yeah, well,
2: well, I think, well, obviously I played there, I coached mm. there, then I become a manager there and then I become manager there. So so it, it comes from playing, coaching, senior position at the football club to then, you know, the, the manager. That's how that come about. I think the, the thing is, in all my four years first four years we improved our position year on year yeah so I think the first year we finished 17th was it and 15th and 12th then promoted then 12th in League 1 and then 24th and even when we finished 24th every year we've matched our budget or exceeded it so we've always matched or exceeded where we should finish and you go hang on we finished 24th yeah we had the lowest budget so I can quite rightly, sit here in front of you guys and say, I've never finished below where my budget should say." Oh, when wow. You, follow, you know, we got promoted out of League 2 with the third lowest budget in the league. Mm-hmm. It, it was ridiculous what we achieved. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. finished 12th in League 1 with the lowest budget was even, you know, then you sell five plays into the Championship, you lose half your team and then you finish where you should finish, where the budget says you should finish because you've ripped half your team out as well. So, it's, you know, that that's the business model. I knew that before mm-hmm. I took the job, so it's not a complaint. Um, but that's that's the realities of football. You then lose games of football; and it's your fault. When really the business model suggests that that's always going to be the case, which you know I have to live with that. Um,
1: well, that's the I thing with crew again. is cr- crew uh, historically crew have always been a selling club. They've yeah. always had that really good academy, haven't they? They've always yeah. produced really good young players. Yeah. Well, the good I, thing
2: about them them players, I, I had quite a few of them players that, well, the players in the team now I coached at under nine. The players that went on, I had it either under 13 or 15, 16, and then obviously in the first team. So I'd coached quite a lot of them all the way through. Um, so I knew a lot of them before I even got the job. And certainly as a manager, I'd spoke to them, even if I hadn't coached them, um, all of them. Even if, in the sort of, I took this age group and they were in this age group, now took that age group and they're in that, you know, I'd still seen them, I'd still spoke to them, mm. and still been uh, part of their journey. So I knew all the players before I got the job, and I'd had a hand in their their development. So that helped. That was, yeah, people have always like, had
0: that kind of level, the level of respect over towards yourself, knowing what to expect from you, the style of play yeah. that that you that you like to to implement and play with them as well.
2: Yeah. I think I think when you know when you first get get I don't suppose any job, but certainly when they, when I took over at Crewe, they were I think they were nineteenth in League Two, and they were, the, the football club were looking over their shoulder staring into the non-league abyss, mm. and, and you know I, it, it's it wasn't easy the first twelve months for sure, um, but at the same time I, I knew that if I kept working with the players because i'd seen where they'd come from I, I knew where they could get to yeah so all i needed to do which was which sounds trivial but it's not easy at all was buy myself time mm. and that that means you have to win games of football which means that the players that you hope and develop win the games of football for you um and it's not as easy and as straightforward as that but at the same time if you if you know, Even last year, I go back to last year, the finished bottom of the league, never, ever, ever went away from the principles and the philosophy of the football club. Didn't start whacking the ball, didn't start whacking up to a striker or anything like that. We had tall strikers, didn't whack it. No, play football. Yeah. Play the right way. Why? Because next year, whether you're in League One or League Two or whatever you might be, whether you get move, you're going to need to play the right way because that gives you the best chance of being successful.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I'm
2: not a fan when, of football. When, when you can then come through that, you know, you, you end up a better player. Mm. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not there anymore at the crew, so that's for the new manager and, or the, the, the next manager actually is now to, to, to develop that. But you, you actually become a better player by sticking to your principles. I One of the things I'm proudest of last year was the fact that I never wavered from how we played football. Now you some people might um say, well you should have because you kept losing games. That's not the business model of that football club. No. I was doing the right thing for that football club. Ultimately I paid you know, I, I sacrificed myself in the end. Um, but I know that I left them them footballers in a better place than when I, you know, took over that football club and when, and and when I first sort of had the players, if you like. Um and I think if if any chairman or, or board member um, they could never level that at me you know i, I, I no. spoke to a manager who's actually believe it or not a champions league manager um he he watched it in two games last year at leeds away we lost 3-0 in the the first round of the carabao cup Thirty seven thousand mm-hmm. first first game at ellen road after covid we conceded some like 84 86 90 we were brilliant Um, didn't deserve to lose Um, and then we lost at Sunderland 2-0 We they scored 82-86 something like that again, back three of a 17-year-old 18-year-old, 22-year-old against uh, Ross Stewart, League One Golden Boot winner and Jermaine De Four were by far the better team, missed three one-on-ones lose 2-0 and this Champions League manager spoke to me in the summer and said, I thought you were magnificent the two games I saw you Wow! Because we, we played the right way. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and why did we concede late goals? Because we had a 17-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 22-year-old back three.
1: Yeah.
2: We had, we had a, a, a striker that kept missing chances in, in both games. It, yeah, and and, that, damn and well. that's the difference. But the thing was, we played the right way. We, we still were developing. And I, I'd, I'd, not, I'd be, in, in no doubt, that if I was still manager at Crew, we'd, we'd be... Uh, still developing them players to play the right way and uh, you know and, and 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 you know start that sort of cycle again or or we started last year, but then develop that into into and, and to get promoted again in whatever next year year after now that's not my job anymore so uh, uh, how,
1: how does a chairman pitch that to you so when you come, I'm guessing the beginning of the last season, obviously at any point, you really, you'll have meetings with the chairman, but at the beginning, you'll have a discussion about budgets. Now, when you find out at the beginning of the season that you've got the lowest budget in the league, how how does the chairman sell to you that you should... Even though he's giving you the least amount of money to spend, it's not acceptable for you to be the least performing team. How, how does the chairman... I don't understand how they can possibly think that's a logical thing like oh I'm giving (laughs) (laughs) I expect more I expect so much more than I'm giving him to like how how can they get that out because it's not just I'm guessing it's not just crew there's obviously every year in some league everyone's got the lowest budget or someone's got the lowest budget
2: you're asking um, a question to someone that shouldn't really be answering it and it's for me it's a hypothetical question you have to ask the owners Mm. and the chairman and the presidents and, and what have you but I mean, yeah, for you, how,
1: how do you take that on board and then go away thinking, I can I can do something
2: with this? At Crew, it was always the belief that there's two ways of winning football matches or, or develop and sell players. Yeah. Now, I believe that I was that successful. I was a victim of my own, own success in the fact that we were winning football matches and I developed that many good players that half them went into the Championship Right, well, which which chopped off my own legs. Well, if I'd only developed one player, I'd have still had a good team. Do you think you'd
1: have kept the job though like, if you only had one player? Because if you'd only developed one player, because their the crew needs
2: it depends how much we sold him for. Well, yeah, mm. that's the yes. truth. It's a good point, isn't it? That's um, the truth. We sell, sell him for ten million. <laughs> um, <laughs> If we sell him for hundred grand, that's not, you know, there's, there's, and, and, you know, the, the, you know, with, with regards to crew, like I say, when you've got the budget that they've got and the resources they've got, and, and it's a properly run football club, it's a, it's a sustainable football club that I think every fan wants them to be, certainly in the first instance, and certainly when the, you know, the, 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 whatever you name it's the fan. Um, yeah. everyone then talks about sustainability after you've had it for three seasons everyone goes "Oh, put your hand in your pocket well actually no should have be been sustainable for a long time there, there's only about 30 football clubs that I've never been in administration the crew's one of them Yeah, you know and that's that's, that's something that should be admired mm-hmm. so when <clears throat> you know when, when you're a football man you've got to accept that that's that, that's it didn't change in my time as from taking the job to you know to leave leaving. So you've got to accept that that's the case. What you do hope is that the chairman and the board actually go, well, he's done right this this cycle because crew don't get enough players through. The academy is not as fruitful as it needs to be to sustain that sort of level. Because yeah. you know? if there were, you know, we could have sold two earlier or whatever, although COVID didn't help. You've got the ready ones next, where the next ones were 17 year olds, not 21 year olds, not 22 year olds. Mm-hmm. So the lads that were leaving were 22, 23, and the ones after that weren't 21 or 20, they were 17, 18. So there's a gap. Yeah. And that's not anybody's fault. That's just that's just how it works. That's just yeah. how it was. Um, you know, it's, so you hope it's that. It's a as well. Yeah, you just hope that you get the time and the, the you know, the, the, the opportunity to develop them players, um, you know, into, into a successful team like I'd done before, but you know, they, they decided to make a change, which is, you know, it is what it is. Looking back, I should have left when we twelfth in League One. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should have. yeah, yeah, you know, you I should, yeah. Really, you should just... I, I shouldn't have
1: trusted the chairman. Yeah, so so I mean, when we look at you, when you talk Love about your, yeah, when you talk about your budget, it was. The lowest in League One. Yeah. Where was it? If you'd have taken that budget and put it in League Two, where, where would it have well, been? Well, had,
2: well, we had the third lowest budget when we got promoted.
1: And was how much of a difference was there between those two budgets?
2: Uh, in in terms of actual monetary, numbers.
1: No, not 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 no, not numbers because I don't <laughs> that could get us all in trouble. <laughs> uh, but in terms of like, was there a big difference or you know because we we understand. At the very top of League One, there is a massive gulf in money to the bottom of League One and it's getting bigger and bigger. Um,
2: yeah. The, the, put, I've got to be sort of careful what I say, really. Um, the, next, the next budget wasn't too different from ours in League One. Right. And after that, it was about half a million quid. Wow. Um, so steps
1: up that soon.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then there was a, sort of between that number and Another number there was probably about ten club, football clubs, and then after that you start getting this level, that level, and the sort of like whatever the, the top nine teams go from that number all the way up to an astronomical number, which is bizarre for League
1: One. There
2: was there was one player in League One, for example, that earned double the weekly wage of the whole squad. That the whole that's crazy. The whole squad. I mean, we which we. <laughs> Which means he's a lucky chuff. Yeah. See, <laughs> see
0: when that comes in. How does that does that unsettle the harmony? At a club among the players at all when they know that one player is on significantly more
2: than the no, rest of them. That's a, a different football club. Yeah. No, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, wow. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> a different football club. But I mean, we
1: we thought the money in League One. So like we we keep quite a close eye on transfers and stuff. And there was, there was transfers going between the players that were in League Two going up to League One. And one player that was going up to League One was was offered, and we thought it was astronomical. Was offered twelve grand a week. Now, by the sounds of things, that's not the highest, and it's it's it's, no. it's that's ridiculous. How how they can throw that money about in League One
2: mm-hmm.
1: because that that it's, comes back to sustainability
2: I, isn't it I, I know there's one football club that's got the fourth highest budget in League One Um that's been in League One for oh, a fair few years now and you know they're, they're there or thereabouts around the playoffs but they're never in automatic contention wow. and they've got an astronomical budget and they're sort of going under the radar a little bit and it's like well you know that's the, 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 the thing is with budgets is that they are the biggest indicator of finishing position. There's been a lot of research done, yeah. which I might be doing myself out of a job here, but it's not all down to, to, to managers and coaches. It's the, the primary reason why you finish is budget and, and what you spend on players. Um, you know, So it's it, it important. It doesn't mean everything, as I've just alluded to to that that team in League One who who have got the fourth highest budget. There's the a team in the Championship that's got the sixth highest budget. I think finished something like 18th last year. You know, oh, it, it's not it's not always an indicator of success. Yeah, but it, it gives you an opportunity as a football manager, football coach. You know, it's extremely difficult to to constantly. Um, Overachieve because the numbers are stacked to get literally the numbers are stacked against you, and that's an yeah. extremely difficult thing to do.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the for you there at Crew. It, it was always going to be an uphill. Every season was an uphill battle, and so, so to get the success you did, yeah. and the fans don't see that. So the fans don't. You know, no, no, no chairman or owner is really going to come out very often and go, "We've got look, we've got the least, lowest budget in the league." They're not. They're not going to do that. We've seen. So Hart, I'm going to use Hartlepool as an example. They want
0: to sell. They want to sell tickets. Essentially, yeah. they want people to come in. They want people to get behind the club and rally behind the club. So they're always going to say, "Our budget is." Well, they're not going to say our budget. They're not going to say we've got
1: the lowest budget in the league. Yeah, but Hartlepool's owner came out and said he's given a playoff budget, and then we looked at the signings that were being made, and then all of a sudden he changed his wording to "It's a playoff budget in the right hands." So it may be that it's the 18th budget in, like, in terms of size. It's the 18th smallest budget in the league, but the right person can get those players in and can do whatever they need to do. It's it's bad. Budget always baffle me. They really, really do confuse me. But moving on from crew, next steps. You obviously, you're ready to get back in. Parameters that you're setting. Do you set any? Do you have like a, a lowest level that you're looking at? Uh, obviously, I guess it, there's no highest level, you know, Let's see if Man United come knocking on your door next week. It ain't going to be your pro- you'll get in there and sort Ronaldo out. Um, Lord, we'll deal yeah. with that. But is there a? Do you have like a, a a bottom where you're just like you know you've you've got success in League Two. You've sent essentially success in
2: League One. You don't want to be dropping. Yeah, there's there's a there's a I think there is a, probably a bottom limit. What what I would say is the premise is I want to be inspired. I want I want a project I want I want an opportunity I don't necessarily want to be um fighting yeah. and what I mean by that is um, you know money money was tight crew there's, there's no getting on that do I want a chairman that's frivolous optically um, yeah. at the same time I don't want a penny pincher I just want someone who goes right this is where I think we could get to in a reasonable amount of time Can you do it yeah, you know, and I, so I've spoken to quite a few chairmen in this last six months. Um, some good, some extremely impressive, but maybe not the right fit for me. Some not so impressive, with truth be told. Um, so, some just moaning about how much money they put in. And when you ask, well, what do you want? Do you want more bang for your buck, or yeah, you know, or to actually reduce that number? And when they turn around and go, "Oh, good question," you're thinking, "You haven't really thought of this." This through really, no. um, and it's a big red flag. So there's there's you know there's certain things that um, has to be ticked. I think. Yeah. Um, but it's more about it's more about sitting in front of someone and go right between us. We're going we're gonna get this club where we think we should get it, and we want you to be a part of it. Um, and, and I've said that one or two have actually said that. One or two definitely haven't said that. Um, <laughs> well, that's you know that's which is fine. It's that's not a, it's not a criticism. That's fine. It's it's it's, 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 it's all learning for me. Yeah, yeah. Um. And and you sort of go away and, and they offer you the job, which they have. You know, and and you sort of go. It just doesn't feel quite right. I, I'm more of a sort of like feel kind of person. An actual. Yeah. Does this feel right for me? Does yeah. it? Does. Because there's no point in me um, taking a job in the hope it feels right,
1: yeah, if you don't get that feeling at the beginning
2: exactly because I, I, I just think it's I would... like
1: trust your gut isn't it
2: that's what it, is. that's what it is that's all it is. Um, and, and if I didn't do that, I feel I'm an honest guy i wouldn't I won't want to um, be' taking a job on false presenters. No i wouldn't I wouldn't do that to any chairman board owners fans I just wouldn't do it um so it's got to have that initial yeah this feels right at the minute
0: yeah oh, no how, much, how much of it is when this sort of opportunity comes up do you look at the, the squad that's there you see that there's x amount of players on two year contracts and you go um I've got a lot of work
2: to do here um there's an element of that, but not not massive. Just not from my point of view, because I see that as a, a an opportunity. I see that as a challenge. I want to make that play better. Uh, you've got to be a bit careful because you've got 12 of them, and you've got to make them all better. You might be cutting yourself a bit thin, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and you know, if everyone's tried, eight people have tried the ma- to turn the maverick or whatever, and. You know, you've got to be realistic in what you can achieve with, with, whoever that is. I use maverick because that's just the easy word to use. Yeah. Um, I don't think there is such a thing as a maverick, really. I don't, I don't think it's an outdated term. I think everyone just needs managing differently. Um, yeah, some no, need an arm
1: around them, don't they? Some some players need an arm around them. Some need to just be left to it. Yeah. Um,
2: Most of them just want to be coached to improve. Yeah. I'm going to make you better. You yeah. know. To, you tell me what you think. I'll tell you what you think, and between us, we're going to make you better. You've got to buy into what I believe I can give you. You've got yeah. to wear the socks off, and and between us, if you've got a problem, just come and knock on my door. Tell me, you know, and we'll work think, it out. If you
0: got, if you got a position, right, really, if you get a position that you always go, this is the first position I want to improve on. Ensure is solid, or. No, that one clearly the, the, the manager,
2: the manager, the manager, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you can't say that because if, if if I went into Man City, you wouldn't be saying it'd be the center forward. Well, if you, oh, go I don't know. I'd if I was
1: going to Man City, I'd want to bring in Andy Cook and get rid of Erling Haaland.
2: <laughs> Erling well, Haaland
1: wears Andy Cook pajamas. Let's all just yeah. get that out there right now,
2: okay? Okay, put, put, <laughs> put the, put, put the white. <laughs> yeah. Stop oh. drinking. Yeah. Uh, but if you went to Man United, you'd be saying strike is probably one of the positions, especially with the news over the last couple of days. So, yeah, you, you can't, you can't, um you know, be, be as I don't know as, as adamant as, as what you're saying, as clear as what you're saying, because each squad and each team and each club is different, yeah. and, and you have to you have to go about it, and that's one of the challenges to work out what you need quickly. I don't get me wrong. If you're not in a transfer window, you, you've got or coming up to a transfer window, you might have got a bit of time, but not a lot because a lot of work needs to be doing before. Um, and you've got to give. You've also got to be fair to a certain point for the for the players that are already there. Yeah, you know, how many players do you see a new manager comes in and look like a different player, or a new hmm. manager comes in and looks like a, a different player in a negative way? Where you know, and suddenly you think, well, he he would be all right him, but then six weeks later, you're thinking he's not. What it's all all about, you know, so you've you've got to be fair, you've got to be, um, you've got to give each player an opportunity and and training in the first instance of them opportunities. Go and impress, do what you're good at, and then let's see, see how we get on. And then, then you can make decisions off the back of what your own eyes and I suppose how you feel again.
1: And that, so that what you just said there about you can have the same squad. Change a manager and then a player is a completely different player, even though he's playing in the same team. He's playing ninety minutes. He's playing in front of the same fans. He's playing like Crawley is a perfect example for me for this season. Obviously, they, they had uh, oh my Kevin,
2: Kevin. Kevin Betsey.
1: How have I forgotten that? I the amount of conversations <laughs> I've had about Kevin Betsy this season. Um They had Kevin Betsy, It didn't work. I think they were on something like one winning sixteen or one winning fourteen. He's gone, and in the league, they've they've not lost. They've literally not lost in it since. So you go back to the fifteenth of October since their last loss. Uh, sorry, sorry, the eighth of October since their last loss in the league. They've got four wins and two draws, and it's the same team. They that's that's a perfect example of two t- of, of two managers approaching things just a little bit different.
2: Yeah, and I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I think that's part of management. I think mm-hmm. probably Kevin has probably learned a very harsh lesson, yeah. but he's learned probably a very good one. Yeah. You know, it's you know you can go in with all the best ideas in the world. You know, if you've got um, people who need managing differently, you've got to manage them differently. Yeah. I don't mean differently as in like radically. You know, if somebody's, I don't know, Parents are dying, God forbid. You have to treat him and manage him completely differently
1: mm-hmm,
2: yeah. to a 19-year-old who is going to train every day It might need managing physically because you don't want him to you know, come a crop or get injured. You know, there's all different things that you've got to consider. Um, and all them things, all them little things, never mind improving them technically, tactically, what have you, and tactically setting teams up and, and all your players up for a game, there's all that to consider. You got to treat the human being first, mm. and 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 that that is probably more important. Because yes. if, if if them players think that you're a good bloke, you, you, you've you've got their best interests at heart, both on the pitch and off the pitch. Well, they're going to give you the time to, to, yeah. to listen to you and and want to want to do well for you. And you know, and obviously, Lewis has done ever so well since he took over at Crawley. Yeah. Um is it sustainable? No idea. Um what I would say is that team that he's got by and large finished, I think, twelfth or something like that last year. So the probably yeah. shouldn't have been in the position they were in. Um under Kevin. No. But- they made
1: us look no. stupid because we predicted that they'd be well, I predicted that they'd be up in the playoffs, so they made but we we did say you know, for us, when we when we looked at it, I've I've watched Crawley play a few times this season. Uh, you know, I went to Burnley last week and watched them in the cup. They, they played against Burnley. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. Burnley this season have averaged sixty percent possession in all their games. So when they had seventy-five percent possession against Crawley, it, it, that didn't surprise me. They're going to do that. They're a, they're a possession yeah. team, but Crawley didn't look that far out of their depth. And yeah. I think you've got these. You've got these players that obviously just needed to be managed in a certain way, and and Kevin's yeah. come in with a complete change of philosophy, and it's like starting from scratch. Whereas Louis has been around the club for eight years, hasn't he? And he's he so he kind of was able to take him back to the basics. So it's it's an interesting situation there because we don't we still don't know what's going to happen. You know, he's yeah. still interim, isn't he So yeah, be interesting. Well, what
2: I would say is he's studied the ship. Yeah. You studied the shape. You know, you've got to understand that they've got new owners, yeah. new director of football, you know, they had a new manager, they've got an interim manager. There's a lot of changes that affect the team. <laughs> they've got a new They're League just... Two sponsored podcast. <laughs> yeah, there
0: you go. Yeah, the, the most, most important. Of, most importantly, the most. <laughs> yeah. and
2: and if you'd let me finish, I was I was going to say they've made some mistakes, but you know you <laughs> preempted what I was going <laughs> uh, uh, um, to say.
1: I'm worried. Yeah, they probably think that every single day when we send them an email. <laughs> um,
2: but you know that that's it's, all this kind of thing. You, you look at Wrexham. You know, the, the the Hollywood guys have been there, uh, what, two years now? Is it two and a half years, something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's, yeah it's two, two and two two a half three. You know, if, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, my pound would be on Wrexham like, Skepper mode. We've got the highest budget in the league. They're probably, you know, ready to go up now. But it's took them a year and a half to get in that position. Yeah. You know, crawling... They,
1: they just seem to bottle it quite a lot, the Wrexham. That's the issue at the last, the last yeah.
2: hurdle every time playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It last year with Grimsby, didn't um, but the, the but National they the, league. A, the National
0: League's a horrible, horrible league though, isn't it? It's it's yeah. a different it's a totally different beast even that even any league in the EF, in
2: fact any league that I know. Yeah, my point my point is just using Wetham specifically and comparing it to Crawley, is I think everyone has to sort of get an understanding of the football club and there's got to be a period of that whether that be manager owner director of football chief exec it doesn't mean physio it doesn't matter who mm-hmm. you know new fans you've got to understand what it is and yeah. that takes a bit of time it might you know the, the best managers sort of know it within a matter of weeks some others it takes a bit longer but you've got to not not take it out of the ball with knowing yeah. exactly what each team is you know and what what and not move too far away from what they are, you know. It's, it's, you go and manage, I don't know, I'm trying to think a bit of an example, Newport. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, a muck and bullets kind of place. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not sure how many two million pound houses there are in Newport, but I can't imagine there's to, to, to be many. I don't want to sound derogatory. But they are salt of the earth people. Yeah. Well, working Newport class people on. like they? Yeah. Yeah. working class people you know if you go in there and ask you know if you're asking them to pay extra money for a prawn sandwich and you're you know, you're asking the players to do whatever that sort of goes away from the and of the walls of the football club and I'm using Newport it could be anywhere, any football club really you've got to understand what they are Mm-hmm. What each football club is, and that's that's really important. I th- I feel, and that gives you the best chance of being successful both as a manager and as a player. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to come on to your career, your club career now, because you mentioned uh Rotherham. We spoke about how you played at Rotherham sort of before we came on and things. But I had a this is going to tie into Grant. Grant's going to like this. Grant's going to really like this because I, I,
0: I was going to say because there's one thing you're desperate to ask. I know you're desperate to ask it, Leo. He's What's been itching to. He's been itching to ask this all day.
1: What is it? What?
0: Your international career.
1: Oh, your what?
0: international
1: career. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm looking through because, like, I like to do a little. We try not to do too much research because we kind of like to do it on the fly. But I'm looking through and I'm like, oh, you know. So you know, he played played at Chester, played at Crew, obviously Port Vale, Northampton, Gibraltar. And I looked up and I'm like, where was he born? Like, Rotherham. Right, there's a story here. I mean, it's probably really boring, if I'm honest.
2: You're probably gonna
1: just say, no. No, 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 my
2: my, my grandparents were, were in the Navy. Right. They were stationed in Gibraltar. My dad was born there. So you must so, that is incredible. It's as simple as that. My my, my grandparents lived there for I think about four years. Um, wow. So how does
0: the how does the international call up for Gibraltar come across? As in, what happened? What happened? How did you How did it happen?
2: happen? Um, I, well, there was a couple of English-based lads um, that played at the first. They got they, they applied to be a member of UEFA. Uh, yes. About six years before they got accepted, something like that. They become the fifty-fourth member. Yeah. Uh, they played their first ever game against Slovakia because the, the manager at the time had worked in Slovakia an academy in Slovakia and they sort of brought a team the, the, the team drew 0 Um which I think was more of a ceremonial thing um, than, than anything else and then the second game I think it was the second game I got called up so I'd obviously done a bit of digging I, I didn't know at the time my father had sent an email saying just so you know my son's eligible. Thanks very much. Ta-ra. <laughs> um, he got, so, well, and he got an email Brilliant. back saying, oh, we're interested. We'll keep an eye on him. And then just, I just got an email sort of saying, um, you, you called up. Um, I can't remember what the first games were against, to be honest. I think they might have been. I, can't, I, I honestly can't remember. i um, trying should to we, think. Shall we find out? Um, I, I think one of them was the Faroe Islands.
1: Yes, so you uh, you made your debut first of March two thousand and fourteen in Gibraltar's second official match uh, in a four one friendly defeat to the Faroe
2: Islands. Yeah, that's right. I have to say it was an eye opener. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I mean, I'm looking at the stadium.
1: The stadium's um, great.
2: I love it. Yeah. I love a good
1: running track on a
2: stadium. Yeah, it's right next to the runway it's brilliant I've say Gibraltar is a fantastic place you've know I love it you should, you it's great it's, it's, it's I, England went, abroad. It's I went a few
0: years ago i we were in Malaga and then we went over to Gibraltar we took the bus in yeah. and you go over the runway to get in and it's really strange because you're just in Spain one minute and then you go over and the traffic lights just change
2: yeah
0: to the traffic lights from over here the sockets are the same and I'm like this is really yeah. bizarre and then you yeah. get a monkey stealing your sandwich
2: yeah, I stopped. I stopped in the Rock Hotel, and the monkeys come to the window trying to get the, the sugar from <laughs> the teas made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I have to say it was it was a terrific experience. It was tough, you know. I can remember um, there were some. You you've got to remember the goalkeeper was a fireman, the left back was a hospital porter, the centre half next to me was a customs officer.
1: How many you know, pros were there?
2: How many pros were there? Two. Me and one of them. Scott Wiseman, who played for Preston. Yes, and, and, that, and
1: that was no, it. No, Everyone no. else was part time. Yeah,
2: yeah, you know. So and 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 they were. I have to say they've made unbelievable progress because they got they, they went from sort of Group D to Group C in the Nations League, so they got promoted out of their their little group, and they're making unbelievable progress because they, mm. they were literally starting. You've got to remember, there's thirty thousand people on Gibraltar, so yeah. there's only fifteen thousand men, Of which there's probably only about five hundred that's. Footballing age or something, you know, two thousand or something. That's footballing age. Um, you know, they, they do it. They've done a terrific job. Um, and and like I said, it it come, it come a bit late for me. I think I was, I don't know, thirty four or something at the time. But playing against Germany in Germany two months after they won the World Cup was. That's
1: exactly what I was going to ask you. Was, was <laughs> it What's that like? What's what is that like when you're in that <laughs> that position when you're looking over? At the other team. Because, like, obviously, when you're playing at a League 1, League 2 level, you're looking at players that are, you know, sometimes maybe a bit of a step up, but not that a step.
0: It's, it's well, when I'm looking at the Germany squad, you're looking at Thomas Miller, Goetzer,
1: Podolski. i actually like, wow. Just the point, though, that shows well, how much Germany respected you.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we, we, and it sounds crazy, we were sat in a hotel the night before in Nuremberg, where we played. And it was their, I think it was their first home game after they won the World Cup. anyway, they just beat this old seven one in the semi final of the World Cup. Yes. And we've got a fireman and a hospital porter rocking up, you know. So we're sat in the hotel the night before having eating evening meal going This could get nasty. This could get really horrible for us. So we've <laughs> got to stick together regardless of what happens. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, one thing about the the that they are extremely Immensely proud of who they are. They are fantastic people. I, I, I would not have a bad word to say about them. Yeah. Um, you know, and we only lost four 0 I think we only lost four 0 mm-hmm. it, it felt like a um, a decent result given mm-hmm. where we were and where where Germany were at the time. Um, you know, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Manuel Neuer pulled off an unbel- unbelievable save from a lad called Liam Walker who nearly scored from the halfway line. Um, it was, could have been all so different. It, it, well, it was, well we were, I think we were two 0 down at the time something like that, but it was unbelievable save and all that. And we, <laughs> I can't remember. We got a corner near the end of the first half. And me and Scott Wiseman was was running up for this corner. And and bearing in mind we hadn't got about half for forty minutes or something, and we were two 0 down. Um, Thomas Muller just turned to me and Scott as we were sort of trotting up the pitch naked, and he just turned to us and went, "This is your big chance." <laughs> 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 and obviously, me and Scott are still crying as the cross comes in from the corner. Because um, he, he, I have to say, he was talking to us throughout the whole game, and he was really good fun. I have to say, um, you know, and I think he scored. He might have even scored too. I can't remember. Um, but it was, a, it was, you know, stuff like that. You, when you when you get to 34, um, and you've you've played mainly lower league football, but you've been a pro for however long it was, 17 years at that point, you don't think them sort of nights are going to happen. Um, no. So, yeah, I, I didn't think we'd end up talking about
1: Thomas Muller the team on the lower league. Look, so now we've got a way and as we can segue in and we can invite <laughs> Thomas Muller on as a guest now to get his side. <laughs> Oh, yeah. we've just—we we've, that's it. We're going skyrocket. Yeah, I'm, I'm.
2: I'm. I'm sure he'll have forgot about the World Cup win three months before, and he'll remember the conversation. Yeah, he had I, really I can imagine. If I, uh... I
1: think, he, I think he will. Me. Yeah. yeah. But if if not, I'll just get him to lie. <laughs> just just yeah. that. Um, So moving on to your, Obviously, that wasn't the point. I've forgotten that point. I told Grant about it before we started, and then I can't believe you that's... forgot it after
0: going over it all. Do you know? I've more. been that excited that I was like this Germany game.
1: I can't wait. <laughs> so mine's about. And the reason I think Grant's gonna be happy about this is so from Rotherham you went to Mansfield. Who brought you yeah.
2: into Mansfield? Uh, Keith Curl.
1: Hartley Pool manager. That's why I think Hartlepool Grant manager. This.
2: Yeah. He also you signed me to Chester.
1: I was just gonna say you then left Mansfield and went to Chester and Keith followed mm-hmm. Keith Curl to Chester. Um, what we actually had a question from a, a Mansfield fan called called Russell. He just basically wanted to know, you know, how did you enjoy your time at Mansfield? It was a short-term deal, wasn't it? I think.
2: Yeah, I I, I left Rotherham in the Championship. Um, I signed for uh, Mansfield on a three-month contract. Yeah. That were that were literally um, a bag of chips a week. But if I scored a goal, we kept a clean sheet. The attendance was over. 18,000, you know, half of them were called Doreen. I'd get a proper wage kind of thing. It was one of them contracts. Wow. Um, but I backed myself, you know, because I, 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 I liked the football club. <laughs> I had other offers. Um, it, it helped that it was only sort of 40 minutes from, from Sheffield where I was living because yeah. um, my wife was heavily pregnant. Um, which had a big factor in the decision but I also knew that the the, the team was a terrific team you know you, you're Liam Lawrence you Lee Williamson they all went and played higher Kevin Pillington the goalkeeper you know we had a we had a Tom Curtis Wayne Corden we had a proper good football team who played the right way and it helped yeah. uh, all them things I'm not, I'm not particularly money orientated no I'm not particularly I'm more about feel and style and you know, them kind of sort of things really. Um so yeah, Keith, you know, I think I played the first however many games and he said oh, he's a contract to the end of the season. And then I signed another another two years there. Um but unfortunately Keith left the football club when Charlton Farmer came in. Sorry, Carlton Palmer. Um, is he
0: has he contacted you again this season to get your playing boots back on? <laughs> no, no, no.
2: I've, I mean, I've would, you say, would you Keith say yes? Uh, I, I don't think even Keith Caird would, would have me at the minute, the, the shape I'm in. Even, yeah. I, I, I went for a run. I, I, I go running often, two or three times a week, but I actually pulled my calf on Monday. so. You'd um, fit right
1: know. in at Hartlepool this season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> an, an
1: injured centre-back. getting him yeah. in the squad. Um, yeah. Well, you went to Chester. You followed. You followed Keith to, to, to Chester. The, yeah, the move wasn't that straightforward, was it? There was a bit of a issue at the beginning. Um, I've, I've got it. Here. I, it says an accusations of an illegal approach.
2: Do you want? I think time enough times passed to tell the whole story. Oh, um, disclaimer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we oh, didn't. We didn't plan this, guys. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: This is, what, what happened was, I, I was at Mansfield, um, I think I had a year left, and like I said, Carl Palmer had become manager yeah. around Christmas time the year before, and I'd been out for six months, I had an operation on my Achilles, and then I'd got deep vein thrombosis, um, oh, wow. so I literally had to sit while well, I was in hospital for a week. Uh, bed, bed bound, and then I couldn't do anything for three months while these blood clots dissolved, and then oh. I could start running again, and then I couldn't have any contacts because the doctors said if I got a whack, I'd bleed to death. So I thought it'd best not play oh, football. Probably that probably best yeah, to chill yeah. out. Yeah, that, you're, you're that's, might, you're you're
1: like
2: that's what it was. So, so anyway, that that summer, uh, I went to see the, the new manager. Um, I'd been in obviously, and I went to see the new manager of uh, of, of Mansfield. And and I said, "Well, what's happening? I've got a year left." And he said, "Quite rightly, you've you've been injured. Let's see how you get on." Said, "Not a problem." Um, That was at the beginning of the summer. I went. uh, I went. uh, Got married. Um, Congratulations! Thank you very much. I'm I'm still married to the. Congratulations! Congratulations. (laughs) That's the big. That's the bigger achievement. Yeah. So uh, you know, whatever it is, what is it now? Uh, 18 years or something. Um, you get
1: less. Fun. And and
2: and because Keith killed had left rather acrimoniously, he subsequently sued Mansfield and won uh, a discrimination case. Oh, right. which was, was sort of going on in the background as players you don't really know. You sort of know things, but you don't know things and all that kind of stuff. I was laid on a sudden lounge on my honeymoon, and I get a phone call of of the manager of uh, of, of, of Mansfield. And his name comes up. I'm laid next to my new wife, and I answer it. Hello, your wife says, see. <laughs> I'm thinking this is somehow some, some of the one of the oh, players. Wow. Hello, and it's the manager of Mansfield Town Football Club. They were the first words he spoke to me um, on the phone. Not the first words ever, but they're the first words. And I'm sort of like, you know, you, you know what you like when you're on the holiday. Not that I was. I've not had a drink or anything like that. It was two o'clock in the afternoon or something. And you're sort of just thinking, what's going on here? Is something with a camera on me? Is one of the players playing a prank on me? There's all this going through my head. I've looked at my wife. She's sat up now on the sun, sort of mouthing, what's up? And there's all these things going around in my head thinking, I don't even know what this is. Uh, Did, anyway, you know who it
1: was? Did you know who it was at
2: that point? Yeah, yeah, his, his name what? come up. And, and, his, oh and the manager's got a very distinctive voice. Um, I said what, what 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 are you on about in his words I've just had an abusive phone call off a woman and it must be your wife because you asked for a new contract <laughs> <laughs> I just started laughing I just started laughing I said I, I, I don't know what you're on about I can guarantee it's not my wife so I don't know where you're coming from but I'll end the phone call now and I put the phone down and I turned to my wife and I said I'm not sure if that was the manager, but it certainly sounded like him. So I took the story and all that to it. I rang my agent. He went, "He sure? I said, well, I can't believe it's his name come up in my phone. It's not as if like, somebody's got my phone and changed, changed. His, yeah. his name to one of the lads' numbers or anything like that. I'm 5,000 miles away. I can't for one minute. All the lads are on be as well. This is June, middle of June. You know, I've been for a run in the morning and all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm like, can't get me around it. The, the, the agent then makes a couple of phone calls and said it was him. I said, well, that's it. I'm not playing for him again. It's bizarre. I said, I'm just not playing. If, if he thinks that of me and my wife, my new wife, I will not ever wear that shirt for that man while he's in that football club. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And, wow. you know, that, so, so um, that that was the precursor to it all. That that's that's the story. Um, now that's twenty years ago, whatever it was. Um, yeah, twenty years ago. Um, and they're the kind of things that people don't. I, I, I still don't know why I did, why he did it, I, I, and I've no idea who the woman was. Obviously.
1: <laughs> hey, can you imagine if he'd rung you and gone, "Yeah, we've got that new contract for you." Yeah, <laughs> you imagine. I, I want to, but I want not have signed it as a principle. No, no, but I mean, yeah. if he'd not been ringing to say that, if he'd been ringing to say, yeah, your missus has been on phone, she asked for a new contract, I've got it here in front of me. Like, you're, you're just I, laid there going,
2: what? Yeah, I, 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 you, you, I, I still don't know what or what, what possessed that man to do that.
0: It's such a bizarre way to handle someone with.
2: Obviously- yeah, I have said Peter Shirtcliffe, who was the assistant manager, who obviously was at... Um, I think he was at Dadford as well for a while. Um, he, he was terrific. He really helped. He, he was really rational and sort of said, look, I've heard what's happened. <laughs> I've be exactly what you're saying, what you're doing. I think he's out of order, but you know, we'll, we'll make sure everything's all right for every party. And it was. It wasn't after that point. There was no acrimonious, from, certainly from my point of view, you know, <laughs> so was the that, irony is I, I, I couldn't. Approach? I I had, to, I had to no no I had to go in every day. Um, I couldn't train with the team. It, it, I had to just go to the gym on my own. Um, in, in fact, was at that, one point, was
0: that your decision
2: sorry, or was that no no that was his, no? that was his. Um, so I still didn't know what I'd done. That's I'd for a new contract or that's what was happening with my contract, and then that. It, it seemed to me that he wanted me out of the football club, and than well. I mean, just saying, "Look, I want your money," or "Not that I was on a lot," um, or "I don't think you're going to play for me," or whatever it might be. He did this. I, I, like I say, I was in the gym. He um, he phoned me while I was on the treadmill, and it, it rang. <laughs> and um, Ronnie Moore just taken over at Hartlepool. What a manager? The, what a manager? Yeah. Isn't my manager at Rotherham, but I like Ronnie, he's a good guy. Um, and, and there was rumours that uh, I hadn't spoken to him um, at all. Uh, I don't think anyone had spoken to him about me. I don't I don't know, but I certainly not spoken to him. I, I believe nobody had spoken to him. Um, and I get the phone call off, off the manager of the football club again. I'm running, so I'm out of breath. Hello. And they just started abusing me again. <laughs> Saying, why, why on earth, why on earth do you want to go and play for a manager that's released you from from you know two years ago or whatever it was, eighteen months ago? He's this, he's that. You're this, you're that. I said, what, what are you on about? And I, I, I stopped the treadmill. I can remember stopping the treadmill, and there was a lad next to me who was in, coming back from injury. It's pre-season at this point. I said, what are you on about? You going going to Hartlepool? I said. One, it's none of your business, really, and and two, you're you're just making things up. I'll come and what, and see what you. Did you deck him? I didn't. <laughs>
1: I didn't. You bet but, you but, wish but, you did, didn't
2: you? No, 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 I want to deck him at this point. I, I, I just stayed out of his way. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any reasoning with people like that. No, I think that's that's bizarre. And, and and in the end, Chester made an approach to the football club. And they they ended up buying me for I think it was twenty five grand or something. And that's how oh. it came about. And and it was done. It was done above board. The problem was is he um, signed me, Tom Curtis, and Luke Dimesh who had all played for Mansfield the year before, and two others. But they one was Craig Dove, who played for Hartlepool, Middlesbrough lad, and the fifth one I can't remember who it was, and. We'd all done the press and released it before Mansfield had done it, and that's where the the it was a timing yeah. issue rather yeah. than a, a yeah. um, like a an illegal approach. Yeah, yeah, it was, I could call him right now if I, if I really wanted to. It's, you know, he would be my manager. Oh, for don't say eight, that because Grant will tell you. Do it? Eight <laughs> no, no, no. I'm no, not. No, 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 no. he'll, he'll be about to watch Love Island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, was uh, was with his wife was in hot, a sexy mood. <laughs> he's well, hot chocolate. His wife in a sexy I, mood. I, I saw. Yeah, I saw the interview last week. I bet she were delighted. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, another
1: thing about that, from what we've heard, apparently she wasn't at home. She was with him, wasn't she? Because I, I think in the drive on the way, I think he drove home with her. From what I got from the follow-up interview, he drove. Yeah. I home think. Him, yeah so she was there.
0: I think he got a in, I really do think you yeah, got I do. a bit of a bollocking.
2: Uh, I've no idea, but I know I, I know my wife would give me more, his re- more than a bollock His a response
0: was perfect when the, the media guy asked, "Like, so did you get the hat trick? And he just went, a gentleman never tells. With a tear in his eye <laughs> yeah, and a
2: look is. over his shoulder first. I'm, I'm, not sh- I'm, not, I'm not sure I've ever seen that kind of interview on a media training course. I know.
0: <laughs> well, and I, I think that's
1: like,
2: how on earth? It was good fun. It was good fun. But anyway, that, that's that's the the illegal approach. It wasn't. It, it was more of yeah. time timing issue between the two football clubs. But it all it was all instigated by an absolute ridiculous thing. It's, it's, not it's not by myself. I I, re, I lived forty minutes up the road. weren't yeah. Angling for a move. I'd asked what was happening going into my last year of my contract, and whatever it was, about a month and a half later, to two months later, just got met with volleys of abuse towards my wife, new wife towards me later on in the in the preseason. And I just you know, I wasn't I wasn't gonna start I wasn't gonna play for a guy who thought that little of me or or, or went about his business like that.
1: Don't blame you. It's fair play. Is there is there any so to sort of start to, to wind it down and we we, we want to I think we like to ask questions that are a little bit not silly, but they are silly. Grant, because Grant asks silly questions. But usually, we ask them the silly like I have a question for you. Is there any move that you could have had that you didn't take in your career that you wish you had? I know you mentioned about obviously a crew saying that in hindsight, leaving when you finished twelve oh, would have been perfect, but. Um. Was it Hartlepool after Mansfield, just to spite him? No. Tell you what,
0: we were in a horrible no. position at that time.
2: No, but Ronnie Moore never came for me, so it, it was all a figment of Carlton Palmer's imagination. It was what? never, it was never even on the cards. I believe not even. I, I didn't even speak to Ronnie Moore at any point. I wow! That's, uh, I think the only no, I don't. I think the the short answer is no. The only thing. When I, when I left Crew, I went to Port Vale. Yeah, um, and I signed a two year contract. Just got promoted to to League One with Crew, playoff final. Um, then signed for Port Vale, um, and we'd play. We'd done all preseason, six weeks preseason under Mickey Adams. A tough preseason, one of the toughest team, and Ronnie Moore were probably really close in terms of what were the toughest preseasons. Um, and we played. Uh the the last pre-season game uh was on a Thursday, a Thursday yeah. afternoon, because um the club hadn't got the safety certificate for the for the the stadium yet. So we played Coventry behind closed doors. We played really well, we lost one nil to a deflected shot. Um and the first game of this se- that season was on a Tuesday night. I think it, it must have been the Carlin Cup or whatever it was at the time, the League Cup. Yeah. Um, so we were there in the changing rooms after, and the club was in administration at the time. And Mickey Adams come and said, "Right, that the administrator wants a word." Um, so once you've got changed, nobody leave. You know, just sit and listen to what he's got to say. Um, and he came in and he basically said, "Right, everyone who's in the middle of a contract, i.e. a two-year contract or a three-year contract, you're fine. You can leave. There's five of you. The rest of you who've either..." signed a new contract. Was that the club last year that signed a new contract? Um, or been brought into the football club in this summer? Your contracts aren't worth the, the paper they're written on because you signed them with the football club that we're in administration and that's not allowed. Um, and we can't guarantee you payment going forward. That's a bit of a blow with sort of four days of the season before the start yeah. of the season. Wow. Um, you know, that is what it is. You can't do anything about it. Um, but I've been just being promoted with crew out of League Two. <laughs> the only is the right bike there, a lad called Adam Yates. Um, he come to me the next day and said, uh, "My agent wants to know if you want to go to Northampton. So, Don't know. <laughs> Not even, I, I, it, it, I just thought you'd just get through it. I'd been through a similar thing at Chester where the, the yeah. you didn't get paid because the owners were the owners. Um, and nobody was looking to a particular leave. We'd just been told we could leave because... You, you
1: might to, you do, might not
2: get paid. You, well, you, you hadn't signed a legal document. That's what it was. So you've got right. no sort of employment sort of contract. So anyway, that, that, this, was, this was on the... the Sorry, it was on the no, this was on the Tuesday. Sorry, the this game was on the Tuesday, the behind closed door game. So it must have been on the Saturday, the, the first game of the season. The time was wrong. So on the on the Wednesday, Adam Yates told me this. And I said, well, I don't know. Ada Boudoi rang me on the bearing in mind I'm a free agent, so I don't even need to tell the football club at this point. Yeah. Ada Boudreau rang me on the on the third and said, What do you think? I said, Well, I I, I hadn't even thought about it. I said I'll, I'll speak to you but I don't, I don't I think it's probably a no-go okay he said well come down so I trained on the Thursday got in the car went to Northampton on the Thursday afternoon um, did you feel I like you were the, cheating I told, no I told the manager I was oh. straight I was, I was straight with the manager I said look he wasn't pleased he said but there's nothing I can do I don't go behind people's back. just be straight and honest with them and, so anyway that was that On the Friday come and Ed Brugel said, right, we need an answer. My head's sort of like in a bit of a spin Um, and I don't know what what to do. So we can guarantee you money. They can't even guarantee you money. You know, two-year contracts, very similar. The the, the money was very similar. It wasn't a money thing, but we can guarantee you money. And I thought, well, you know, do do, do I do that? Do I not do that? Eddie Bufroyd sold the club fantastically well, really well. Trains, you can stay, you can do this, you can do that, blah, blah, blah.
1: He's a Bradford lad. So he knows he can sell. Eddie Boothroyd can sell.
2: Yeah. And he did and it, it, it so well. And, and in the end, I, 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 um, I told the the manager, in fact, the last pre-season game was on the Saturday, sorry, that's right. And, um, because it was a Tuesday start, that's right. And I, I phoned Nicky and said, look, I'm, I'm coming in, but, I think I'm going to end up going to Northampton. Um, and he said, hey, Come and see me. And I went and saw him before the game. He was, wasn't best pleased, but I did end up signing for Northampton. So, do I regret signing for Northampton? Well, I, I think I scored four four goals in the first 11 games for Northampton. Then I told my Achilles. Mm. You know, four sent to me to tell me because I, I didn't never play for him again. Um, Whereas Paul Bell. Port Vale went on to get promoted
1: that year. Well, we we played you in the playoff finals that year, but you were on loan at Wrexham. Yes, I believe.
2: Yeah, so I think yeah you. No, we played
1: Newport. Wrexham played Newport.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but we, Northampton we, played Bradford.
2: Oh, sorry, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nil. So
1: yeah, yeah, we yeah, that's which right. we we were three nil against you that game, and then yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's it right. was a. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, and I look back and I think should I have stayed at Port Vale probably because they did start this stuff out. Norman Smithwick come in who, who steadied the ship, if you like. and mm. he sold it to to, to uh, Kevin and, and Carol. Now and are doing a fantastic job at Port Vale, um, and probably I should have. Yeah. Not I don't I don't toss of a coin, but that's the only one really. It's the a rule difficult
0: rule. one though because as a, a career as a player is a short career, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, you've got to think of where you ultimately want to be and food on the table, I suppose. Does it come down to that? Well,
2: well it was because, you know, there's no guarantee of me getting paid. And and, and I have to say, for the next couple of months, the Port Vale players got paid late and some got half wages for a bit and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't rosy straight away. No. Um, you know, if, if it did anything, it just cemented me as a... A crew legend because I'd just sort of done the dirty on their local rivals. But it wasn't, <laughs> it, honestly, it, it Swindon fans are going to love you as well. Yeah, but it, it wasn't sort of my. It wasn't sort of instigated by me. It wasn't you putting you putting a sort of no win situation really. A player in that situation, yeah. which is yeah. I would not I would not I wouldn't envy any player being in that situation because I didn't like being in it. But you know, you just got to try and make the best decision at that time and I look back and I think maybe it wasn't the right decision maybe it was I don't know I don't know
1: it could have gone either way though, couldn't it and like Grant says it's a yeah. short career and you you kind <clears> of <throat> especially in the lower leagues we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of pounds a week we're yeah. talking about uh, hundreds of money, money to yeah money to survive really you know it, it, a it Premier is. League player could go six months without getting paid and lifestyle it ain't going to affect them
2: correct but a week no, list at this level is not going to be yeah. sustainable. So that, That's the only time where I could have maybe because it was my purely my decision. There's yeah. been others where you go, well, it could be my decision, it might not be my decision and all that. There's, there's all that, but then there's a lot of hypotheticals around stuff like that. Um, that's the only one that was truly, truly my decision. Cracking.
1: Well, we've... Uh, We've reached the end, and that was uh, That's beautiful. Honestly, that was that was incredible. <laughs> genuinely, that was incredible. Grant, walk us out, and then we'll have a we'll have a chat after. will this sort of lower league look off record, <laughs> uh,
0: the off, off the record stuff that never sees a yeah, late day. That
1: never sees anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, Grant, walk us out. Uh, David. Yeah. By the way, thank you very much for this. This is genuinely like. Yeah, this this has been awesome. Um first manager we've actually had on. We've had owners, we've had players, but first first manager we've had on, so it's good to get that view. Because obviously we get the selfishness of players going, yeah, you know, I'm the best thing, it's slice sliced bread and yeah, it's best, it's nice to hear a manager go, No, you're not. So <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. gotta be, got be careful you say that too. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> not armour. <Gallen
1: Palmer>. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh- Grant- i've got to get this pointing right one day walk us out everyone thank
0: you so so much for listening along again this this has been an absolute pleasure this one it's been it's been a hell of a lot of fun i don't forget to share this out on all your social channels twitter facebook whatever we put on make sure you hit the share button smash that like button as well give us a rating on spotify apple music rate it five out of five say whatever the hell you want on the comments we don't care that doesn't count to our ratings just rate it five i need um, them no, we don't. I think I've read one or two, but that's about it. I'm once again, David. Thank you so much for giving us your time tonight. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and all the best for the future in your career. We hope to see you back in the management hot seat soon, mate. We really do. Everyone, we have been the Mobley. <laughs>